0: Welcome to Subject to Change with Stephen Lentz. I interview business owners and execs and take a look at who they are, what they do and where they come from. There's no script, we talk about our businesses, passions and anything else we want to. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Subject to Change, I'm Stephen Lentz and today I'm talking with Jocelyn Chong, a networking specialist, speaker, author and business coach. Jocelyn, how are you?
1: I am wonderful, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me on your show. No,
0: I appreciate having you. I've joked before with other people about being, you know, in the future, but you actually are tomorrow for me and many, 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 many hours ahead coming from Australia. So I appreciate you for taking the time out of your day and starting off with me. That's, you know, it's exciting for me to have you, especially in a place where pretty much everything can kill you. Like I'm, <laughs> we have bears and cougars where I'm at and that's enough for me. Like. <laughs> No, it's
1: fun. It's fun. I joke around because, you know, for the audience, um, I am based in Australia. So I'm ahead of everyone else. Of course, New Zealand would be ahead of me. But um, yeah, in Australia, when I work with all my um, US clients, my European clients and UK and Southeast Asia... I tell them that, you know, their future is always bright and promising because I'm already there and I can actually forecast that for them so they can rest assured that, you know, life is good and they can chill and enjoy the ride.
0: That's awesome. I love that. That was, I don't know when it it was, I have a hard concept of time, but I was talking with, I think it was my wife. I was like, you know, I think it's really strange to me that we could have a baby born at the same time, like right now while we're talking. And that the baby in Australia would be one day older than the baby here, even though they're born the exactly the same time. And that just kind of concept always is weird to me. That <laughs> it's the future, but the same time. This this whole time thing is it, it boggles me. So I know. But, yeah. So anyone who's that's listening, the magic like, of that's how, how the talking.
1: world works, isn't it? And and that's you know time differences, the culture. The, the countries that we live in and all these really interesting science and how it is showing up helps us to stay curious forever I think help mm-hmm. us to stay interested to go hmm, what else is out there what else is interesting
0: <laughs> for sure. Which, I mean, I think is a good segue into, you know, your intro is that, you know, network network specialist, speaker, author, business coach, those are, that's a lot of different things. And kind of what came first and what was that path?
1: It's a combination. I think, um, I used to think one dimensional only that, you know, I got to just do and be someone and known for that one aspect of my life and I'll go very deep into it and that really sort of cornered me to one area only but as I discover who I am more and more I realize that there's many aspects of who I am and it's okay to bring all of that into the picture but also note to overwhelm with so many different aspects, right? So networking specialist is my chosen um, known name because I love to network with people. Prior to um, COVID, you know, obviously we network um, in Australia, New Zealand, and that's, you know, closer to the end of uh, where we are from a geography perspective. But throughout COVID, I network so much with people at, that global level and I met so many amazing wonderful people and look at today you know we are having conversation you are in Seattle I'm in Melbourne Australia and that's just one example of how we can network effectively we are sharing this platform together we're sharing this message and we're supporting each other in what you're passionate in doing and you're supporting me in you know what I'm passionate in doing and that is so powerful And we have always thought that networking has to be in local format, you know, where you go for coffees, you go for breakfast, you do um, drinks on Friday night. But that's one way of doing that. But post-COVID or during COVID, we have formed different ways of doing that. The Zoom meetings, you know, not just for business, but also for a lot of fun activities that people can come together. I know that, you know, I had played bingo (laughs) on zoom with a lot of people over COVID and that's another way of networking as well and you know it's just all these fun things that you can collaborate and it's just opening up the boundaries to a whole another you know country time differences cultures and I think that's exciting and and we should really embrace that. So what I teach in my um, world at the moment is really helping people to master the art of intentional networking. So what I've observed is that a lot of people would network, but they're not intentional around that. They didn't know how to network intentionally. And let me help you will understand what I mean by intentional is, you know, we could use our time wisely if we know exactly who we want to network with. I had in my past learned from this experience that I would go to all these networking events, but I'm not clear around who I want to connect with. I don't have the confidence to, you know, walk up to a group and um, have a conversation. And I would pay for the ticket and it could be you know $70 and then I'll spend two hours in the event and there's you know the travel time and then there is also you know not getting too much results out of that event so I felt that I wanted more I then started to explore how can I be more intentional in the way I connect with people that together we are going to be in a space where it's a win-win when we walk out away from this scenario. And I realized that I was not clear in who I wanted to network with. I was just, you know, anything that comes up, I was just, you know, signing myself up for that and realized that that's not good use of my time, my financial resources and my energy. Cause you know, when you go to networking events, you are an energetic being. So A lot of times, you know, you feel that the energy is leaking out because it's just draining and exhausting and you're like, oh, you know, such a bad experience. And so I decided to change that scenario for my life. And now I teach people how to be intentional around networking and to do it in a way that is total ease, total grace and fun and leave others better than we have met them.
0: Do you have a preferred networking platform or method or way that you connect with people? Is it like through Zoom or like events through Lineable or BNI or is there some other platform or something or do you have a different methodology that you prefer?
1: Yes. So I have explored so many different types of platforms, you know, Toastmasters, Fresh Networking, BNI, a lot of local groups that you know are formed by our council. But what I've found is that the ones that I had participated in the last three years had helped me significantly uh, podcasting. So you and I are connected through a paid membership group and that network is growing. They support us with materials. They keep us close to each other. They hold us accountable. We get the results that we wanted and we support each other. So podcasting is a great networking channel to explore. You as podcast hosts, you would have met hundreds of people. And so that's how we build relationship because we're sharing stories. We are giving real life examples. We are sharing, you know, what we know and the concepts that we've gone through or, you know, the things that we've studied or the case studies that we experience. So podcasting, either as a podcast guest or podcast host, is a strong way of networking. The next one is to be a speaker. Be a speaker, either paid or, you know, if you want to give it as a gift, but you are compensated differently, that is also another form of networking. So I was in Toastmasters for under five years, and when I was in that um, group, I was promoted to volunteer to quite a few senior roles up to a district um, director position. From there, I networked with people across different industries You know different sectors, and I learn different skills, and I also coach people. You know how to speak because speaking skills is so necessary. Mm -hmm. And by helping them, I understand their story, what their pain points were, how to help them overcome, how to help them improve their leadership skills. And I at the end of the day had so many clients came from Toastmasters Group because I was helping them um speak in, in different workshops help them facilitate their master classes help them run their business or upgrade their business skills so that's another form of networking when you are a speaker as well okay. being an author now being an author is quite a big undertaking you know to write a solo book takes time it can take between 12 months to 3 years to 5 years depending on how quickly you want to, um, you know, do the project, promote the book. But I found that there's a lot of uh, book collaboration projects that uh, was helpful. And those projects, you network with people, whether it's 22 people, that was my first book, or, you know, my fourth book was 30 people and other books with different size. And from there, you connect with people who you share the same goal each one is writing a chapter and then you come on a journey to understand what they stand for what's their brand story what they teach what they enjoy talking about and you support each other and i found that that opened up a whole new channel of networking with each other cuz you journey together and you know it's exciting when you launch the book on kindle on amazon and then you launch the paperback and then you know you follow through with you know uh, book signing at a bookstore or, you know, I led a lot of um, workshops. So I use my book to promote and, you know, host, you know, keynote speaking opportunities. So that's just broadened up a whole new uh, perspective for networking as well. And then online summits. I get invited to speak in a lot of online summits throughout the COVID um, time frame. And um, from there, I just got to know so many different people that, you know, you can speak from the comfort of your own home, and then you get to meet so many people globally. Some summits I'm part of had, you know, 24 speakers, others had 48 speakers, other had smaller groups like 12. Um, it's such a variety, but I got to know them quickly, and I got to build relationship quickly because everyone came with the right baseline, you know, they want to support each other. They have got the same mission. They wanted to create a positive impact in this world. And so what I do today now is to really help people um, decide which networking strategy works for them best and help mm-hmm. them develop that and co-create that for them so that they can integrate that in their business. Because I know that um, when I was in corporate for 22 years in the banking finance world, we have so many networking events that we create for our customers, for our stakeholders, for our um, different um, sponsors and vendors and all that. So I think that doing that can really help genuine form quality relationships over time. And it leads to generating amazing leads like amazing leads because people have tasted how it looks like, feel like um, to work with someone. And so they want to continue their relationship. So it, it converts into sales and improves the bottom line of the business significantly. So that's what I've witnessed. And that's what I've witnessed for a number of years. And that's what I teach um, people who are interested and ready to upgrade their business to a whole nother level and they want to take power back and create and facilitate um, this type of networking um, opportunities, I help them do that.
0: Nice. So you're in the business finance world for 20, 22 years. What made you
1: leave that? So a couple of things. The key part, excuse me, that uh, made me leave that was... um, I reached a point where um, it was an announcement one March that the company decided to shut down the whole wealth management division. The reason for that was we had a Royal Commission in Australia. Excuse me, I'm, I'm so sorry about this. We had a Royal Commission in Australia. And what happened was um, it was too costly to run the wealth management division in the bank's because we had to integrate new infrastructure, put in place systems, and really revamp and rehaul the whole thing in a very short time frame. And so it was more around, you know, we had to compensate a lot of work that we had not delivered to our clients over the last 10 years. And all that payment comes up from the PL of the business. So at the end of the day, it was easier for the company to really shut down the license and then uh, move on and help you know other people create that from ground out. And so I was impacted and I was made redundant. And when I was going through redundancy, I realized that I was married to my work. It was my whole identity because. I love my job. I love what I did, but it was becoming me. And I forgot who I really am because my work was my life. And then it had been an awakening for me that I didn't want to die known as someone who had a great working life, but didn't have any life outside of work. And that sparked the change. But that change didn't happen overnight. It took time. It took a few years for me to realize that hey, you know what? I need to balance my work life with other aspects of activities, improve, you know, other ways of earning as well because I thought that there was the only way of earning is to work for someone. But at the same time, I grew up in a family business and I knew that there was more freedom and opportunity to earn even more when I could set up my own business, because at work, there is a ceiling in terms of earning capacity. Mm -hmm. But when you are running your own business, you got the freedom to create, to branch out, to expand, to evolve, to scale to a whole nother level. And the earning capacity, endless. So I wanted that for the next chapter of my career. And so that's how I transition into my own consulting and coaching business. Wow okay
0: and then within your consulting coaching then were you focused mostly on kind of like the financial stuff or was it more ops or was it about them improving their network what was kind of your specialty with that?
1: What I do is um, I teach people how to network so that they can actually create a business that they can measure success And improve their bottom line. But also, I infuse a lot of spiritual practices because, you know, we are spirit beings. Sometimes we are so influenced by the external way of doing things that we fail to understand and build a relationship with ourselves. And people lose who they are when they are triggered by life events such as, you know, a death, you know, um, divorce, or um, deep terrible illness and that is a lot of what creates that awakening moment for people and I wanted to help people understand that you know what you can actually have a very balanced lifestyle get to know who you are release all the conditioning that we have been taught all our lives that we can only succeed in one way but the more we hear our inner voice the more we engage our higher consciousness and ask ourselves, what do we want to really do with the rest of the time we have on earth? And that takes time. That takes, you know, being away in the quiet season of our lives and really dig deeper and not get distracted by social media, notifications on our phone, you know, all the tons of emails that are flooded in our inbox and just pull ourselves away from that and really sit in quietness and listen. Listen to our heart. What does the heart tells us to do? Because our head has got so many thoughts running throughout the day, 60 to 70,000 thoughts. And some thoughts are not healthy. So listen to our heart and really do that in a very quiet space and start journaling and start really asking, what is our purpose on earth? Sometimes we are asked to do things because you know it's you know something that we are taught or encouraged from our family upbringing, and, and at least that was for mine. But also, I wanted to explore what was my soul's calling here. What did I want to come here to um, leave a mark for the generations to come for me? And that takes time. That takes deep, deep digging in. Um, lots of meditation lots of um, insights and also releasing a lot of old ways of thinking, all the patterns and all the conditioning that I had for many years. I had to slowly peel them off layer by layer, layer by layer and create that awareness and asking myself, why do I think that way? Why I've never challenged that thought of idea? What if there is another way of doing it differently, better, have I given myself the opportunity to explore that? Or have I just taken it as a um, you know, requirement that everyone said, this is the way to succeed. So I've just got to follow that. So my invitation is to invite people to think and question your own thoughts. Why did you do that? And what if there's another way to explore it differently? And what if you allow your inner voice to give you the chance to think creatively and to not put limitations, but to think and explore and allow that juicy ideas coming through when you're in nature or when, whenever you are in a space, you know whether you're in nature or where you do activities and you know ideas are just flowing endlessly, you're in a good space and capture them, journal them and um, explore them even further. How you can turn them around to support people to create a solution for the world that needs it right now. So yeah, I hope that people will consider that. Nice.
0: And so you also have a book that you mentioned. you're an author. Is, did you only have one book? Or have you written multiple books or in process of writing more?
1: I have four books at the moment. And the first book is Success Codes, is how we redefine success. The second one is Uncensored, Untamed, and Unleash Your Potential. So that's for entrepreneurs to really help them have a voice and encourage them to speak their truth and help them be who they are and create things out of their own unique essence and superpowers and weirdness. The third one is prosperity code. So I talk a lot about wealth. I talk a lot about money and how money can um, teach us different things and you know, we can have negative energy around money and we can have positive energy around money and talk a bit about my background in banking finance and also in the world of entrepreneurship as well. My fourth book is Transforming Pain into Purpose and that's all the different lessons and different challenges that I learned in my life from pain and how I have turned it around to use it purposefully to do good, to contribute, to make a difference in this world. So I took lessons from the scar, from what had been the healing process and taught from there and shared my own experience. And hopefully that helps someone who's going through different pain in their lives to know that they're not alone and to help them know that they have a purpose and that, you know, the scar that's in our lives, some are physical scars, some scars are, you know, non-physical, but they taught us something meaningful and how we can really use that to do good. Um, I, you know, say a lot around doing good because it is really doing good for the world and making the world a better place. So that's what I want to leave a legacy for. Nice.
0: So, and I think you also mentioned that you are going to be running a mastermind or you have a mastermind already, or how often does that meet?
1: So I have my next intake in March and it is a four months fast track mastermind where I teach all the networking stack that I mentioned earlier. And then the first part of that is to really reset, recharge and get to know yourself better because sometimes we don't make enough time to get to know who we are better and I want people to deepen their own self-love because the more you love yourself better, the more you can give. And so the first section is really to get to know yourself better and to do a number of inner work. The second phase is to go through different options to build really delicious quality relationship through networking opportunities that I talk about intentionally. And then the third phase is to really help craft a clear launch plan so that we can go away and do the work and take massive action and earn with ease and grace because that will help see the results quicker and you can measure the success success. um, Peter Drucker, you know, said, you know, what gets measured gets done. And um, I want people to know, all right, you've got tools in your hands. And now let's go and play with the tools so they can see the results and that you can upgrade your skills as well. Because I want people to continue to evolve and upgrade in their skills and I want to support them that way. And so that's the next intake. So I look forward to welcome anyone in that space.
0: That's awesome. Well, Jocelyn, Where can someone go to find you if they're like, this sounds really good. Like I want to learn to be a better networker. I want to learn more about how to do this more efficiently and meet the people that will help me in my business. Where can they go to find you?
1: There's a number of ways that you can come into my... Um, ecosystem and get to know what I do and learn more about who I am. Number one is I want to invite you to have a discovery call with me because I do a 45 minutes uh, gap analysis call. It's a call that will reveal you know, what you're strong in and what areas you have deficiencies in and that you can go away and make better decisions. Number two is you can come to my website, jocelynchong.com.au And um, connect with me. There's a number of resources through my website tab that you can learn more about me. I hang out in LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. So if you are in any of one of those channels, feel free to connect with me through DM. Mention that you have heard this episode through Stephen's subject to change podcast. And um, we can connect from there and we can build relationship and get to know each other and see how I can be of great support to you.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you, Jocelyn. And before we end out, is there anything that you wished I had asked you or that you wanted to revisit or just mention again before we end it?
1: I think my final remarks is to really invite people to think about this year and make it a year for you to get to know who you are even more and that you set aside time, you know, five minutes every day, two minutes every day, or 15 minutes every day, to have that ritual to get to know and listen to your inner voice. We've got a lot of distractions happening around the world, but it is in the quiet moments that you get to hear that your higher self wants to speak to you and help you leave and lead a better life. And so make that time for yourself and love yourself deeper. Love yourself deeper because the more you love yourself, the more you can love others.
0: I love that. Awesome. Well, Jocelyn, thank you so much for being on the show and everyone else. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Subject Change. Please like, subscribe, leave a review of our podcast. And if you have any questions, if there's a business you would like to see featured on our podcast or a niche or something you want to learn about, drop us a message or an email and let us know. We'd be happy to, to interview someone and answer those questions. Thanks again for listening.